Section 15 of Prayers and Meditations by Samuel Johnson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. 1777, the 1st of January, 2 p.m. Almighty Lord, merciful Father, vouchsafe to accept the thanks which I now presume to offer thee for the prolongation of my life. Grant, O Lord, that as my days are multiplied, my good resolutions may be strengthened, my power of resisting temptations increased, and my struggles with snares and obstructions invigorated. Relieve the infirmities both of my mind and body, grant me such strength as my duties may require, and such diligence as may improve those opportunities of good that shall be offered me. Deliver me from the intrusion of evil thoughts, grant me true repentance of my past life, and as I draw nearer and nearer to the grave, strengthen my faith, enliven my hope, extend my charity, and purify my desires. And so help me, by thy Holy Spirit, that when it shall be thy pleasure to call me hence, I may be received to everlasting happiness, for the sake of thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The 28th of March this day is Good Friday. It is likewise the day on which my poor Tetty was taken from me. My thoughts were disturbed in bed. I remembered that it was my wife's dying day, and begged pardon for all our sins, and commended her, but resolved to mix little of my own sorrows or cares with the great solemnity. Having taken only tea without milk, I went to church. I had time before service, to commend my wife, and wished to join quietly in the service, but I did not hear well, and my mind grew unsettled and perplexed. Having rested ill in the night, I slumbered at the sermon, which I think I could not, as I sat, perfectly hear. I returned home, but could not settle my mind. At last I read a chapter, then went down, about six or seven, and eat two cross buns, and drank tea. Fasting for some time had been uneasy, and I have taken but little. At night I had some ease. I had prayed for pardon and peace. I slept in the afternoon. The 29th of March, Easter Eve. I rose, and again prayed, with reference to my departed wife. I neither read nor went to church, yet can scarcely tell how I have been hindered. I treated with booksellers on a bargain, but the time was not long. The 30th of March, Easter Day. The day is now come again, in which, by a custom which since the death of my wife, I have by the divine assistance always observed, I am to renew the great covenant with my Maker and my Judge. I humbly hope to perform it better. I hope for more efficacy of resolution and more diligence of endeavour. When I survey my past life, I discover nothing but a barren waste of time, with some disorders of body and disturbances of the mind very near to madness, which I hope he that made me will suffer to extenuate many faults and excuse many deficiencies. Yet much remains to be repented and reformed. 
I hope that I refer more to God than in former times, and consider more what submission is due to his dispensations. But I have very little reformed my practical life, and the time which I can struggle with habits cannot be now expected to be long. Grant, O God, that I may no longer resolve in vain, or dream away the life which thy indulgence gives me, in vacancy and uselessness. I went to bed about two, had a disturbed night, though not so distressful as at some other times. Almighty and most merciful Father, who seest all our miseries and knowest all our necessities, look down upon me and pity me, defend me from the violent incursions of evil thoughts, and enable me to form and keep such resolutions as may conduce to the discharge of the duties which thy providence shall appoint me. And so help me, by thy Holy Spirit, that my heart may surely there be fixed where true joys are to be found, and that I may serve thee with pure affection and cheerful mind. Have mercy upon me, O God, have mercy upon me. Years and infirmities oppress me, terror and anxiety beset me. Have mercy upon me, my Creator and my Judge. In all dangers protect me, in all perplexities relieve and free me, and so help me by thy Holy Spirit, that I may now so commemorate the death of thy Son, our Saviour Jesus Christ, as that when this short and painful life shall have an end, I may, for his sake, be received to everlasting happiness. Amen. The 6th of April, 1777. By one strange hindrance or another, I have been withheld from the continuation of my thoughts to this day, the Sunday following Easter Day. On Easter Day I was at church early, and there prayed over my prayer, and commended Tetty and my other friends. I was for some time much distressed, but at last obtained, I hope from the God of peace, more quiet than I have enjoyed for a long time. I had made no resolution, but as my heart grew lighter, my hopes revived, and my courage increased, and I wrote with my pencil in my common prayer book, Vita Ordinanda, Biblia Legenda, Theologiae Opera Danda, Serviendum et Litandum. I then went to the altar, having, I believe, again read my prayer. I then went to the table and communicated, praying for some time afterwards, but the particular matter of my prayer I do not remember. I dined, by an appointment, with Mrs. Gardiner, and passed the afternoon with such calm gladness of mind as it is very long since I felt before. I came home and began to read the Bible. I passed the night in such sweet, uninterrupted sleep, as I have not known since I slept at Fort Augustus. On Monday I dined with Sheward, on Tuesday with Paradise. The mornings have been devoured by company, and one intrusion has, through the whole week, succeeded to another. At the beginning of the year I proposed to myself a scheme of life and a plan of study, but neither life has been rectified nor study followed. Days and months pass in a dream, and I am afraid that my memory grows less tenacious, and my observation less attentive. If I am decaying, it is time to make haste. 
My nights are restless and tedious, and my days drowsy. The flatulence which torments me has sometimes so obstructed my breath that the act of respiration became not only voluntary, but laborious in a decumbent posture. By copious bleeding I was relieved, but not cured. I have this year remitted church on most Sundays, intending to supply the deficiency in the week, so that I owe twelve attendances on worship. I will make no more such superstitious stipulations, which entangle the mind with unbidden obligations. My purpose once more, O thou merciful Creator that governest all our hearts and actions, let not my purpose be vain. My purpose once more is to rise at eight, to keep a journal, to read the whole Bible in some language before Easter, to gather the arguments for Christianity, to worship God more frequently in public. Ashbourne, the 18th of September, 1777. Almighty and most merciful Father, who hast brought me to the beginning of another year, Grant me so to remember thy gifts, and so to acknowledge thy goodness, as that every year and day which thou shalt yet grant me may be employed in the amendment of my life, and in the diligent discharge of such duties as thy providence shall allot me. Grant me, by thy grace, to know and to do what thou requirest. Give me good desires, and remove those impediments which may hinder them from effect. Forgive me my sins negligences and ignorances and when at last thou shalt call me to another life receive me to everlasting happiness for the sake of jesus christ our lord amen end of section 15